Hey everyone, welcome to Past Lives and the Divine. I'm Gina and this is the podcast where we talk about exactly that, past lives and the divine. Today's episode is part one of a two-part episode. So I am talking to Ashley Sondergaard of the Yoga Magic Podcast and I am talking to Kelly Smith from the Mindful in Minutes podcast. Both of those women have been on the podcast before. Ashley has been on a number of times. Um, But Ashley's first episode is episode 11 where we recap one of her past life regressions and then the same with Kelly. Hers was episode 15. So those two episodes along with other things we mention in this episode are in, everything's linked in the show notes. So this is part one of a two-part conversation. So we are talking in episode 66. Episode 67 is going to be another tarot-fueled hypnotic journey. And then episode 68 coming out. It'll be released seven days after this one, uh, the Friday after this release, and that will be part two. So in this part one, we talk about, uh, we give a high level of like what they maybe thought about a Life Between Lives session going into it, um, how we kind of came upon them doing it, them coming on the podcast. We talk about their intention, just kind of like high level through the past life scenes portion of this journey. Uh, but still very interesting, just the different through lines and that sort of thing. Um, And then, so we move through those past life scenes, and then we enter into this space, the life between lives. Now, if you're wondering what the hell a life between lives is, if you haven't listened to any of those previous episodes, head over to episode number 57. That's Anatomy of a Life Between Lives session, and uh, that also is linked in the show notes. So what I thought was really cool about this conversation was, uh, number one, that we were able to do it in two parts and not ten. But it was so much fun having uh, both Ashley and Kelly on together, like having the three of us. It's just a fun dynamic. And I've never done like two client interviews at once. So I had a lot of fun doing that. It's a lot of fun back and forth. Um, I was almost like, man, I should do like a little outtake session because we had so many laughs outside of it. You know, I just, I just have so much fun with them. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, so we talk about just kind of like their experience on a high level through the past life scenes. That's what we're covering today. We cover how they transitioned from that past life into the life between lives. And both of them had a very different type of Um, transition between the two. And uh, I get into that a little bit too. Kelly asked the question. That's something that I get into about, it seems like everybody has a different experience. Is that true? Are these just two anomalies, two things that don't typically happen? And so I kind of give a little bit about, um, you know, a high level, like the experience that I've had working with clients, kind of what seems to show up in every single session, what seems to be a variable in every single session. So stick around. I think you'll really, really enjoy this conversation. When part two comes out next week, that'll be episode 68. And that's when we're really going to dive into their questions and answers in that life between lives space, who they got those answers from, who was there with them, who did they see, how did they experience it. 
And uh, yeah, I am really excited for you to listen to this. Of course, if you have any questions, you can go to pastlivesandthedivine.com slash subscribe. You can hit reply to the email I send you if you want to reply back from me. But if it's just a general question that you want me to answer on the podcast, you can fill out the anonymous form. If you go to Past Lives and the Divine, click on podcast, and then click on ask your question. One more thing before we dive in. If you are listening to this and you're like, I have questions, I think I want to do this, I want to know more about this, head to pastlivesandthedivine.com and you'll be able to click on the work with me tab and you can see all the different types of sessions that I offer. I do virtual right now. I'm not doing in person. Some things have changed with my office. I mean, everything's changed in my life since COVID, I feel like. But uh, with the pandemic and changing the way I work and the way my partner works and we share a home. So uh, right now I'm just doing virtual sessions, uh, TBD if and or when I start doing in-person ones. Okay, so if you need more, want more, head over to pastlivesandthedivine.com. You can hop on the email list, you can sign up for a service, you can ask me a question, all of it right there. Okay, are you ready? Gather around the fire for our discussion with Ashley Sondergaard and Kelly Smith about their Life Between Lives sessions. All right, welcome back, Ashley and Kelly. So Ashley and Kelly have been on this podcast before. I'm going to have you two do just quick short intros in just a second, but I just want to call out their first episodes on this podcast. So Kelly Smith's first episode was episode number 15 and Ashley Sondergaard was episode 11 and Ashley's on this podcast all the time, which I'm so thankful for <laughs> every month with the astrology and self-care episodes. So linked all in the show notes. Okay. Thank you for coming and joining me for this conversation about your life between live sessions. Um, I'm going to have you just quick describe what you do. Um, I'll have links to where people can find you in the show notes. And then if you could also share one thing that you like about yourself that maybe doesn't come across or get fully expressed, like in your work or your online, like, you know, our work selves online. All right. So for example, I'll go first while you kind of think, <laughs> um, I, I am incredibly like salty and sarcastic and I think it comes across a little bit, but it's like pretty off the charts. And I don't know if that's like a Midwest thing, but I'm not like angry. I don't think I'm just, I laugh at myself mostly. Um, and so yeah, salty and sarcasm. Who wants to go next? Ashley? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I wish I were salty a little bit, but no, I'm over the top in other ways. Um, I'm Ashley. I love being on this show all the time. Thanks so much, Gina, for letting me do this. Um, I My last name is Sondergaard, Ashley Sondergaard, and I am a self-care coach and a host of the Yoga Magic podcast. So I like to talk about self-care and self-discovery all day long. I work with individuals one-on-one -on -one to really help them build it into their life. And then I talk about it with experts, YouTubing experts that have been on the show, on Yoga Magic, on my podcast every week. And yeah, I don't have to shower at all to do any of these things. So like, I'm really living my best <laughs> life. 
It feels so good. <laughs> Things that, oh my gosh, this is such a good question, Gina. You, you always give us these, but you don't like prep us. So then we have to like dig down real fast and like find that visceral, like, like what is my like, actual response? <laughs> this asshole move. It just it literally popped in my head like 10 minutes ago. It's good though. So I like, I really dislike this about myself growing up, but now I really like it. I really like that I'm super short. Like I'm, I'm five feet tall. So if I were any shorter, I could have handicap parking. I believe I've been told this before. Not that I would ever do that, but I'm like really short and I like it. Cause I feel like it gives me playfulness. It like makes me like get onto like the level with my kids and my dog. And like, you know, like I get, to, I just, I'm like a little, little nugget. And I like to use that energy. <laughs> Okay, first of all, I can't believe you're that short. I just always assume everyone's my height. People don't know that until you see me in person. You're like, where are you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. The shortness. Hey, Ashley, do you think short you guys, people- the queen is- had to join. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, Mila. <laughs> Everybody, I wish you could I, see Mila. She's like hello. checking her mom's drink. She just, just had to pop in. Too early for Flash wine. Flash in the pearly whites. Now she's out of here. I just heard it on the other side of the door and she went, <laughs> so I opened the door. She's like, are those my friends in there? And now she's Mila. just going to sit. God, she's so Supervised. Cute. All right. Love she's you, Mila. Goodbye. She your is. big guardian. She is. <laughs> okay, Ashley, quick question. Are yoga poses easier for short people? Oh, I, I don't know. I depend. I think certain ones are, I think short and pe- shorter people sometimes are like, like people like me or like my brother don't have super long limbs. So it yeah. can be a little bit more challenging. I just feel like we're like a little tighter. My poor brother, I'm going to call him out. He's like, when he does yoga, he's so like sincere and he works really hard, but I just like, I get so stressed watching him. Cause I'm like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. He just, I don't know. Doesn't have a lot of a, like it doesn't have a lot of control over his body. So I don't know, Gina, everyone's so different. (laughs) It was a theory I had. I thought I'd just throw it out there. This was probably the only chance in my entire life that I would ever get the opportunity and remember the question. Kelly. Yes. Do you know what I'm realizing as Ashley, as you're talking, have we ever been in the same room together? Nope. None of us. I mean, Gina and I have, but not, and, no. Well, and Gina insanity? and I have, but you and I never have, but we've been oh like God. working together for like a year. A year. Yeah. And we've never That's been in the same wild. room. And for listeners, like Ashley and I don't live that far away from each other. <laughs> so no, I mean, I bet like It's not like minutes. we're in different parts of the planet. Like, <laughs> but we're going to go, just, we're going to go like we in are, real life. We're going to in real life. IRL, we are going to go on a patio and it's going to be amazing because as you're right. saying, you're five feet tall. I was like, I don't think I've ever actually like seen you <laughs> in this world before. And I had no idea that you're only five feet tall. I'm like five, seven. So I'm going to, when I hug you for the first time in real life, my boobs are going to like smash your <laughs> oh, face. I, know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but uh, yes. Okay. So, uh, that was quite the introduction. But hello, I am Kelly Smith. I am the host of the Mindful Minutes podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, and I do a lot of like master training. So like teaching teachers and things like yoga nidra, restorative yoga and meditation. Um, Gina has been on the Mindful Minutes podcast. Ashley has been on my spinoff meditation mama, which is all for mamas, but I'm going to try to coax her to get 
on mindful in minutes too. So maybe when I get her that drink, I'm going to buy her around of drinks, (laughs) get her a little sassy, and then I'll ask her to be on my podcast and she can't say no. So, um, (laughs) that's what I do. And I think that the thing, um, maybe that like, I appreciate about myself, but doesn't come across to my work is maybe like how silly I can be. Um, because I think like my, my work sometimes can be a little more serious. Like no one wants like a silly, like journey to their soul via meditation. Um, that's just not really like the vibe that usually people are going for. Um, but before we sat down and started recording, I just like came just flying into the zoom call, like a bat out of hell with all of this, like lights, not working you know, as a little chaotic energy, but you know, we're working with it. And I just like oh, to be silly so and have fun and, you know, crack a few jokes, but that's not always, um, my work is not always the time and place for, for that. So, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you both for being here. Excuse me. And sharing that. Okay. So as I was sharing with Kelly and Ashley, before we started, I was like, I don't know how we're going to do this in like an hour and a half, two hours, but fuck, we're going to (laughs) try. We'll do it. We can do it. Okay. So my first question is, so first, what I want to say is for anyone who's just catching up or new, I went through a life between lives certification training. Um, Part of that, I had to do a bunch of free volunteer sessions. So I said, Hey, I have a podcast. I'm going to double dip here. So I got Ashley and Kelly to do a session and now we are talking about it. And you all did your sessions um, in March. So that was two months ago ish. Um, Yeah. So my first question and Ashley, I'll have you go first is kind of, did you ever, what did you think of doing a life between lives before? Like, was it, I guess, something you were familiar with or when I reached out, were you like, oh, hey, this is a thing I'm going to do it. Like kind of what were your thoughts about it or your experience with it, even though you hadn't had a session? I mean, anytime you reach out to me to say, hey, can we do something? I'm like, yes, obviously. But I hadn't thought a ton about this idea. And probably because the idea of reincarnation for me is still kind of new, like in the last five, six years to really be embracing that. Um, I grew up very Catholic. So this is like a whole new world and it feels really right. And it feels really good. But I can say that like, I life between lives is not something I think about regularly. And when you had mentioned it, I kept thinking about like going into like my soul going shopping for my earthly body or like going shopping for like my parents and like picking out, okay, this is the outfit for this life. And these are, you know, this is where you'll live. And that's like this sort of weirdly superficial version of it. Um, And we'll get into intention, but really what I was super curious is like, why do we pick the family that we have, especially the parents. Like that was like, I'm just like, where, at what point in this journey, which people am I sitting down to decide who my parents are? So super jazz, but like this, and it honestly did not turn out like that at all. It turned out like so much different for me, yeah. um, but it provided a lot of answers. So it was really great. I loved it. Cool. What about you, Kelly? What was your thoughts or experience with it? So I, I mean, just like Ashley, anytime Gina's like, Hey, should we give this a try? I'm like, absolutely. I'm not even going to ask questions. Like, where can I sign up? But I, well, (laughs) no, you're too good to me. And I think that I really just went in with an open mind. I, I was thinking I was kind of 
like reviewing a little bit this morning and like just looking over notes and, you know, giving a little bit of thought before we hopped on. And um, I think there's been a couple of times when we've worked together before, Gina, where it's kind of like, I've dabbled in like the life between lives space, just like a little bit, but never actually like fully explored it. It's almost like a death scene. And then my soul is leaving. And like, maybe I see it a little bit, but never really fully, you know, explored it. So when you reached out and said that you wanted to, you know, that you're doing this new thing and really exploring that space of the life between lives, I was really excited um, and just couldn't like wait to see what that was like what that was all about. So I was just excited to try it and see um, just what, what was going to happen. I just went in with an open mind. I don't usually have um, a very strong intention or like a very clear intention. I usually just am like, what do I need to know? What do I need to see? And that's how I approach this. And, and I think kind of like Ashley, I was really sort of surprised at like what transpired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, just, and we'll get obviously more into this detail, but for either of you on a high level, um, I know you had like questions specific to different parts of your life. Uh, I talk about this in the podcast episode, um, all about life between live sessions that was released. Oh my gosh. Sometime in April, 2021. I have no idea. Linked in the show notes. Um, but with that, do you kind of feel like if you had, this is what I think is so interesting about these sessions is people, and I'm the same way, I come in and a lot of times I'm just like, show me what I need to know. Like, I, you, you guys just, you can kind of see me from all angles. So what do I need to know? But it's funny because I always get confirmation, insights, wisdom, answers about things where I was like, oh yeah, I have been thinking about that a lot. Or, oh yeah, that is a part of, you know, questions that I have in that area on a higher level. And Ashley, I know you had some more, a little bit more pointedness in your intention, just about like family and choices within family and that sort of thing. But did you notice anything like that come up? Um, anything that you hadn't planned on getting information about that you were like, oh yeah, I guess I did need that information. Yeah. Big time. It's so funny that that's, that is what comes up in any of these sessions, right? Is that like, it's these yeah. really like, sort of subtle in between the lines lessons that maybe are in our subconscious and we've been mulling it over for a while. And all of a sudden there's all this language and like guidance around this particular topic. For me, it was really around simplicity and like enjoying life, the, the sweetness of life, even when things are hard and that I did not come in with that particular intention, but I got so much clarity in that space. And now it's just, I mean, it's really skyrocketed me to think about this and to really work on, on enjoying this flipping amazing life, um, even as it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Especially, I think if you're on some sort of mindful path or conscious passive evolution, it's easy to get like overly focused on the things that need to improve, you know, in quotes. Um, so that reminder is always really powerful. And I think that that, and when you're in a trance state and you get that, it sinks in even deeper because your subconscious mind is like absorbing that message. Um, yeah. Instead of like saying, well, actually that's not true. You're kind of rewiring that. How about mm -hmm. you, Kelly? Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So I got distracted <laughs> listening to what Ashley said because I thought it was really interesting. <laughs> 
which maybe makes me a bad <laughs> podcast guest, but I just was so like, I'm well, really, I'm really excited to also hear about like what Ashley's experience is. So Gina, can you ask, will you ask me that question one more time? Cause I got distracted <laughs> by Ashley's answer. <laughs> I would love to. Thank so you. my thought with your open intention for the session, what kind of came up or did anything come up? I should say that you were like, oh yeah, I was wondering about that or thinking about that. And without even putting it in your intention statement, it still showed up for you. Okay. Was there anything yeah. like that? Yes, there was. There were, there were several things actually. Um, so the first one is actually, and I was, I was so surprised. And when I was, I was listening back this morning, um, and the first thing that came up was at least that I had been in my mind was, um, was me and Mila who's still sitting outside yes. of this door recording. And it was like, oh my gosh, just like the most magical, like special, beautiful thing. Um, and so Mila, my dog, um, who is basically like the Beyonce of dogs for those who don't know Mila. She's just like a big furry icon, but she is like my first child, like my baby. And, um, she turned seven. And so, you know, on my mind, you just think, you know, she's a big dog, like seven's a little bit older for dogs. And you just think like, you know, how, how many more years am I going to get to have with her? And, and when I was, you know, leaving after we recalled, you know, a past life and did a little work there and I was leaving, I realized that, um, like Mila was the one that met me, um, to like, to show my soul, like the way to go. And I, I didn't realize that, um, she also had done that before. If you listen to the first episode I was on and there were like these whales and then the whales like caught my soul and told me which way to go. And like Mila was that same soul. So um, I also came to the realization that Mila is more evolved than I am, um, which she found to be really comical in this space of like me realizing that like, duh, like I'm more evolved than you. Um, so there was that. And like, and just seeing that, like, I, I alleviating that worry and that fear of like, I don't have to worry about how much longer I'll necessarily be with her in this life, because I know that she's going to be waiting for me, like each time that like, she and I are kind of like tethered together. Um, and then it's interesting, Ashley, that, that you really went in with the intention of family. Um, cause I didn't, but I feel like so much about family kind of came up during my session and, um, just what, you know, just like the role of different members in my family. And like, now that, you know, I recently became a mom, like, you know, what's, you know, what is that role now? And like with my son, like, why is he here? Like, what are we supposed to do for each other? Um, and that's obviously something that's been on my mind, but I didn't go into the session with like the intention of like exploring that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Cause that is one of the things that I think is really cool about these sessions. Any of these divinely guided sessions It's like, even though I'm always putting the pressure on people to have an intention statement, it's really more so to like help me because people get what they need to get. It's like, I don't need to know everything that you need to know. And I think it's just speaks to the power that we have, the power that is the clients and not mine. Um, and I love that. I love that reminder. I love seeing it. Okay. So really, really high level. Um, again, I have a couple episodes back, a whole in-depth episode about what a life between life session is, but really high level. We do the induction, which is essentially is like a guided meditation in this type of induction. What I like to use currently is where we go back down through your current life, touch on some different memories 
and then we go into um, a past life. So in this space, and I don't know if either of you remember, and I have your notes here, but uh, if the answer is no, that's totally fair too. But what I think is cool about um, this induction and going backwards through time, like in our current lives, is I often find lessons weaved in there, reminders weaved in there of like, oh yeah, that is interesting. Um, and I just, it's pretty, uh, I'm trying to search my mind for a specific example of mine and it's kind of escaping me. Oh, I know what it is. So one time I did a past life regression asking like, oh my gosh, I feel like this person in my family for whatever reason is not gonna like it. Like they're gonna be offended by it. I mean, it's gonna be a constant like thing that we have to go back and forth about. And so it was really just my intention for the session was like, how can I show up in this work? This was like my first training. How can I show up in this work um, and feel confident no matter who is hearing what I do? And it was really interesting because the memories that showed up in my, you know, step down through the memories in this life were actually memories that included this person who I was worried about actually being incredibly open-minded about these things. And it was like, whoa, like that was my memory. And it's still like, I still forgot it, mm. but it just like kind of buttressed really nice to like the intention and the, and the session as a whole. So when you think, and it could be, I also think too, it's just like a way to fire up the memory bank. So it doesn't necessarily have to be significant, but as you think about the memories you saw, if you remember, um, did they have any correlation, any, any, anything that you forgot you knew or any different points of view on anything? So I don't think they necessarily correlated to anything that I recall, but I remember um, when I was like looking back and listening to the recording, which I am so grateful that you do, Gina, because I didn't realize how much I had forgotten like Ooh, until, yeah. until I was like listening back to it and I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. Like I was there and then it like jogged my memory and not just because, um, you know, it'd been a while since we'd done the session. Like I remember feeling that way, like even after the session where I was kind of like letting the dust settle. Um, and so I was really grateful to be able to like listen back or like look at the notes, but I was more just like surprised that like those random memories were the ones that came up. And it was just like, really, like of all, like of all the memories I hold, like that's what want, you know, that's what I'm recalling. Like, okay. And, and I, I just was kind of like, that's interesting. Um, and so I was almost more like interested that they seemed somewhat insignificant than like them being tied into anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that's what I think a theory is too, is this sense of like, you're kind of firing up your memory banks you know, like you're just kind of scraping the surface. Ashley, did you feel that way about your childhood memories? Yeah. And I do a lot of inner child work. So I get to do this like oh, version yeah. of an induction almost like kind of regularly. And it's so funny because the things that I, that pop into my brain and this, this is good is you kind of want to chase those, right. These like super mm -hmm. random thoughts, but like, I am I, like you, Kelly, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> We're in the living room at like a rental cabin with my grandpa and we're playing like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> like, I don't know what the significance is here, but 
but it's the more that I do it too I see a lot of the same scenes and I also see some like super random fringy other ones that I'm like I don't know what this means but yeah um I actually saw a lot of I spent a lot of time we did got to the like the utero in utero um right that was yes as I was reviewing that yeah because we go down and then we stop like in utero um and it's quite amazing the stuff people remember there it's such it was it was wild and I hadn't really done that before and because the intentionality of this session for me was really to explore this idea of something called the mother wound and it's very layered and it's very complex and I won't really get into it, but it's this idea that we hold as, as women, as mothers, we just have a lot of um, challenge. And if we bury it down and we don't actually like work on it and express it and, you know, share that, we pass it on to our children. And so that's kind of where I really wanted to focus on like what I had inherited in, in that sense from my mother and what I wanted to maybe prevent from giving, passing on to my children. So spending all this time in utero as we worked backwards, right? From my age of now to in the womb is it was, it made sense to be in there for a while. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, what that, I think is cool. Yeah. Go ahead, Kelly. Oh, well, I was just going to say, it's so interesting that you say that Ashley, because, and I, I don't necessarily want to get into like the details, details of it. Cause it's not my story to share, but when, when we were doing that together, when Gina and I were doing that and I was in utero, um, I remember recalling certain, like basically kind of like a certain fear that I could, I don't know. Do you remember this Gina? Like, I don't, I don't necessarily just because it's like, you know, my mom's story to share, not mine. Um, but I, like I experienced exactly what you were just describing and like being conscious of that, um, of like, of like feeling what my mom was feeling, even though I was just like this tiny little thing. And it's like, I wish I, now I'm so curious, like if James were to do this now, Mm-hmm. Like what, oh. it, what is it that he, you know, was absorbing from me? I mean, I could probably guess, but you know, I <laughs> yeah. just, but it, it's really interesting that you say that though, because like what you just described, like I, I remember so vividly like recalling and like feeling when I was in that like womb space. Yeah. Yes. And I, this is something I like to say a lot. I obviously don't have kids, but I'd imagine as a parent, specifically a mother hearing something like that, like, oh, my baby's going to (laughs) be permanently altered by my mood when I was, you know, a hundred months pregnant. Great. (laughs) And I think like, that's literally what it feels like, Gina, (laughs) minimum a hundred months pregnant. Let me tell you, having just gone through it, that sounds like ideal right there. (laughs) And I just feel like they, nobody picked anyone as a mom because they're perfect. It's like, we all pick these things for a reason. And so I just, I think of this cause I've had these conversations with my sisters over the last decade. And it's like to, if anyone is, has a baby or is like, oh shit, I was a miserable pregnant person just to know that like, that is part of the process too. And it's never too late to like give extra love or whatever, you know, it's really just a more, of um illumination so we can take action rather than like a oh fuck what did I do you know it's we're always moving forward I just want to call that out totally I'm and sure I, that and would I be think, my reaction well and I <laughs> I firmly believe that there is no perfect person 
period. And so like that just doesn't exist. And that's something that that's, you know, as we've done this work together, Gina, that comes up a lot for me that it's almost like, I'm just like, yeah, like they were kind of a letdown in this life, but that's okay. It's like, like, I just, that that's just kind of like a part of it. Like there is no perfect person, especially when I explore like primarily like the mother child relationship, like not just you know, that I've experienced in this life and in different lives, but also now the one with, you know, my child is that, you know, there, there is no perfect person. There is no perfect, like, but that's part of the reason why it seems like we are put together is either to help one another evolve or to teach or to do something like there's like purpose and putting people together, these like puzzle pieces to kind of work towards like that growth. Mm-hmm. I think it's completely inevitable that parents, whether it be me as a parent or my mother or my parents or whatever, we will fuck up our kids. Like that's actually our part of our role is to, to give yeah. them these lessons and they choose us, these little kids, right? These baby souls choose us for the lessons that they need for this life. And it feels so special to think about that. And I chose my parents and that's, I think, so interesting to ask these questions, like in a session, what lessons am I here to learn from these people? What mm-hmm. lessons am I here to provide for my own children, for myself? It, it's really like, this is magic. I mean, to be able to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, and something about six ish months ago, I think I had a, an Akashic reading session with Terry Octana and her podcast is Akashic reading. And it's really, really good. Highly recommend it. But one of the things she really outlined was she, and it was so helpful for me. Um, I've done a lot of past life regressions just to help me understand certain relationship dynamics and that sort of thing. And there was one person in particular where it's like, I just could not get it resolved in a way where this person didn't trigger me where this, whatever. And I didn't share any of that with Terry, but she was just like, there are certain people who come And you both fulfill a need for that moment. And then everything you do after that is kind of gravy on it. Always be kind and compassionate working that way. Don't put up with abuse. Don't be a doormat. But to know that sometimes if you feel like, oh, what is the lesson here? I can't figure it out. Sometimes there isn't a lesson. And it's literally just um, like you're here to be you and they're going to learn from it or you're going to lead or you're going to live a life of service or whatever. Um, So I think that is a good reminder just to be like, I like to start with what's the lesson because to me that's very, very empowering. But if you do ever hit a brick wall to know like sometimes it's not necessarily a lesson. Sometimes there's another purpose, which would be, which just like illuminates things on a different level. But I love starting with what's the lesson. And then when I bang my head against the wall, it's like, okay, what what other reasons? Why are we here? Okay. So for the past life scenes, so we walk down through the childhood into utero, into a past life. And so for these past life scenes, normally for these interviews, as you both know, we kind of go in real deep, but just for the sake of time, what I wanna do is allow you to just kind of share high level things that you wanna share uh, about the past life, maybe how it related to your intention, even if you thought of like um, kind of a through line that was really important to you that you took away or something that was surprising. 
I can start. I, I feel like I see similar past lives in when I do sessions with you, Gina. Um, and maybe they're the same one that I see. It must have been a really important one. Um, but this particular past life um, that I saw, I was a child, a little girl, and I was playing outside with my siblings. And it was so full of joy. It was just like this super simple, fun, joyful life. And we kind of move on to the next scene. And I'm in... in um, this home, this like cute little sort of, I don't know, I want to say like pioneer-ish cabin. Um, there's a fire. The family is just so happy. There's a lot of kids. I want to say there's like three or four children. My parents are so in love and they're so affectionate and they're, we're making meals together and we're just like having this super simple, amazing life. And the the next scene, I mean, we got quickly to the death scene and the, mm-hmm. the it was very clear early on in this past life that I was sick, that I was a a child that wasn't going to make it. That was young, probably seven. And we get to this death scene and it's just me on a, you know, in a bed with my family around me in this house. And it was so amazing because there really wasn't sadness. It wasn't sadness. It was like, it was just like, yeah, you know what? We live this life so great. There's nothing to be sad about. We will miss you when you leave, but this is amazing. Like we have the best life together and we're so lucky we get to spend these seven years with you. So that was this short, um, really impactful past life that it that I was shown. And I think like the biggest takeaway was just, I'm like, shouldn't we be crying? Like no one's crying. Are they not, are they not sad? that I'm leaving, <laughs> like what's happening here? Um, and I sort of hovered over the bed as I left um, and they were just like holding each other and just, again, like not, it was just acceptance and contentment and realness for life and what is like the realness of life. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things that I had written down in your notes was um, was like, your recollections as you were kind of hovering above the bed and it was like you were remembering your relationship to nature you were remembering your family it was a simple life and acceptance like acceptance kept coming in no one felt regret about what was going on it was just like pure acceptance Um, and I remember I kept asking questions that like evoked that response because I'm like is it are we sad? It seems like we're not sad. What's going on? I know. (laughs) And I don't ever want to make assumptions. So I, and I'm glad I don't because getting that was like, that was like the biggest point of it all was like, look at how beautiful, rewarding, enjoyable this simplicity is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, I always ask, um, like, why did you see this past life? And it was, um, I liked how it, it was like to show you the possibility of the level of joy from this amount of simplicity. And I just mm-hmm. thought it was so cool because a lot of times we think of like all the things we need in order to like enjoy the summer or be able to do this easier. And we, a lot of times, of course, attach it to external stuff, but just that the possibility goes up when simplicity goes up. And I I thought that was really cool. And to pull back the curtain a little on just like my experience in life is that 
I, I'm very much, I'm a Capricorn sun or um, moon. So like I'm constantly in the like more, more, more. And, and it, I don't want to be that person. I don't, I don't want to. And my, my partner is, we're very like goal oriented and we love that about each other. And you can be goal oriented and you can go for the things that you want in life without, without wanting things and money. And like, I just, I don't want to be that person, but honestly, like we kind of are, especially in this world that we live in. And I think we like, we're really like grappling with this now as we are having school-aged children. And like, we really get to like present ourselves as this family unit, right? Like, are we those people that have like really nice cars or are we those people that like really use their time to help other people that donate to things that like can, you know, be successful and have this life, but like are just they just are grateful for what they have right now rather than constantly wanting more. So this is like <laughs> the daily struggle for me. Um, and that was such, like you said, the possibility to see this super simple life. And I, I'm not saying like, we're going to sell our things and like, whatever, but it's like, oh, like if you just pay attention to what you have, your nature, the nature, family, love, all the things that's abundance, that's wealth in its most truest form. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think we all need that reminder um, of just this idea that often what we're searching for outside of ourselves is accessible within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, <clears throat> I just always, I don't know who came up with it, but it's this idea of like, are you focusing on the frame or the content, right? Like, are you focusing on how this looks mm-hmm. or are you focusing on how this feels? because I have spent the majority of my life building it for how it looks. And that sucked so bad. And I lit my entrepreneurial, you know, past on fire and moved on. And it's like, if we move forward, I like that idea of like going for that, like the true joy, Mm -hmm. because I don't think external things are bad, but if you're not getting to the heart of what you truly want, then you're probably going to make the wrong decision externally. Um, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. Anything else you want to call out about that past life? It was so short and sweet and simple um, and really a beautiful take on something, you know, a child dying, which, mm-hmm. you know, would crush most of us. And this was just a really um, beautiful shift in perception, which is you know, first and foremost, why I believe all this shit, because it helps me deal with this world that is just like so hard sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was very much a precursor, which I'll talk about more as we get into like further into the life, but yeah, it was definitely (laughs) some, some information to share with me and I needed it right at that time. Yeah. That's, it's so interesting the way that unfolded. Mm -hmm. Kelly, how about you? What sticks out about your past life scenes and kind of the intention or what came up? Yeah. So sometimes, and I think, so Ashley, you said that you get a lot of the same lives a lot. Mm-hmm. Is I said, I've never had that happen before. I always think it's so interesting, like just like the different experiences that everyone has with this stuff. Like yeah. I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever, not that I can recall, had like a repeat life. Um, and this one 
that I recalled it, it almost feels like now that I'm looking back on it, like that life that I recalled, like it, it wasn't necessarily like super significant. It was almost just like the vehicle of like, okay, we're recalling this life. Like this is what's happening. Um, I remember it was one where I was like this native American woman. And I, it was like our, like our village or whatever it was, was kind of being like attacked. And so I, I was basically seeing, um, more or less like the massacre of like my family and my dear loved ones and that, and the only thing that I really like when you were asking questions about it, Gina, you know, that I was saying like, what well, I've carried some of this with me where I try to keep, like, I was so happy in that life and so close to my like big family. It was like a big, big, like communal family. Um, and that scene basically there, like, massacre in front of me was just like, I kept some of that where then I, I let some people in close, but I don't, you know, let like everyone in for almost like that fear of like grief and like loss of like, well, if you let them in too close, then if something horrible, you know, like the the more people you have really, really close, the more likely you are to just get like your heart ripped out. Um, but I, I feel like the past life that I recalled, I mean, other than that, which is, you know, great insight, um, into just like how I, you know, build relationships, especially like, you know, familial relationships. Um, but I feel like it was almost just like the vehicle to like getting to the next step. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Like it was just like, okay, cool. Like Gina wants us to recall a life. Okay. Boom. Here you go. Here's a life. All right. All right. Now we're floating up, moving on. All right. We're going to Mila. We're going up to the stars. We're going to the next thing. And it was like, not like, I don't think the purpose of like, that life in our session was for me to really like learn that much. It was just like the natural progression because I feel like the really kind of like deep, like learning and like was then when we got to that space of like, you know, the life between lives as opposed to like the past life that I recalled. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things you had mentioned, um, and maybe this was part of it too. I think that like during a past life regression, if someone, if we do an energetic release, I, I try to set it up so that, um, if there's anything else that they're not aware of, that's ready to be released, it's, it is just released with it. Right. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that, and I do think that that helps at times. And it's like, it's easy for me to say, and if it helps at all, why not say it? But this idea of like, um, like sometimes it's an onion that we're peeling, right? So as we grow, learn, change, transform, we might uncover different blocks that maybe we didn't notice before because we had never gone this deep. Mm-hmm. And that was maybe part of it because we did that. You had like heaviness in your chest mm-hmm. and you were like carrying that grief around. So yeah. I don't know, like, did you in your life previous to this session, did you feel like you had something like that? Or was that a little bit surprising to you? I think that was a little bit surprising. Like this, this idea of like, not necessarily having like a ton of, you know, like, like I don't have a big family right now in this life. And that's just the way that it is. It's not by any like choice or anything. It's just like, that's just, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my family members in this life have been military. Um, and so we're just kind of all spread out. And I don't have one of those big kind of, you know, like big Minnesota families where like everyone lives within like a 30 minute driving distance of each other. Um, and, and so I, but I had never really thought about, um, you know, why I didn't like seek out that kind of like community or those bonds like elsewhere. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like you can have that feeling. And I, I, I remember like when I was in that life and I think I was describing to you like, Oh, like I'm in my house and there's like all these kids around and like, I don't even know if they're my kids or not, but like, it doesn't matter. Cause it was just kind of that like big communal family. Like, yes. well, they're just like the kids. Like, I don't know, maybe I gave birth to them. Maybe my sister gave birth <laughs> to them. I don't know. Like it's all family. And like these kids are running around. We're all really happy. And we're all like mutually kind of like, you know, being a family and raising these kids. Yeah. Um, and it, that's not something that I necessarily have in, in this life, but you can have that same feeling mm. with other, you know, it doesn't always have to be like your, you know, like nuclear family or your, your family by blood, right? Like you can have that same community, like yeah. with friends or, you know, some people find it through religion, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and so I think it kind of surprised me that I was like, oh, like I, I, I haven't really had a desire to have that necessarily like that level. And maybe this is why. Yeah. Interesting. Have you, when you look back on that and look back on the last two months and sometimes it, sometimes you don't notice it consciously, which is totally fine. But do you notice anything like, 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 wow, I'm letting, yeah. Like, are you, not that I feel like you didn't (laughs) let people in, but on some level, (laughs) did you feel like you weren't letting people in and that's shifted a little? Mm, So the only thing that I can think of like mostly I'll say no. And I'm not saying that to like, you know, be like a troublemaker or like, you know, <laughs> no, I want the truth. <laughs> be like, be like oh, no, Gina, nothing has helped. Um, because it, like, I really, it wasn't like that big of, it wasn't necessarily like an, like an issue. It was just something that I just like noticed. But what I will say yeah. now that you're saying that, that I've, I've noticed I've been doing more is like checking in with other people. So just like, you know, just like, texting a friend and being like, Hey, I haven't, you know, I, I haven't heard from you in a while. Like, are you doing okay? Or, Hey, I know you have that move coming up or, Hey, you know, how's, how are your kids doing? And and that's something that I think since then kind of like releasing, um, that like grief and that like worry of loss, yeah. it's just become like way easier for me to just like, I don't know my, like, especially like my friends, like my close friend, like, like my female friends have been popping into my head a lot more with me just being like, you know, I should see how they're doing. Like I should check in with them and just doing these quick, you know, just like, Hey, how's, you know, how's it going? Or are you feeling better? Whatever it is. That is really cool. Um, and even if it was like, you know, you just had one hell of a year creating a baby and birthing a baby. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> like that's maybe why you felt a little more disconnected. But regardless, I think it's so interesting to have these checkpoints. And even if we can't be like, oh yeah, this is the thing that did it for me. Like what a beautiful thing to be there more for your friends, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And on it, the and giving it, end and the receiving end. Yes. And, so, and it just feels yeah, good to kind that. of build that, that community. And, and when I say like female friends, I think it's like, just like in, in general, I don't know if it's because like I recently became a mom. And so now I'm kind of like yearning for this, like, you know, like, I guess like female friendship. And, and I don't know, Ashley, if you like felt this way kind of like after, you know, having your first kid or whatever, where you kind of just like, like those close, and it's not even like close, like mom friends, but it's just like those close, like women that just like get you, like, it's so nice to have them. And it's so like, just good to know that they're like there and supported. And that's like, when I recalled that life, it was just like a bunch of like women and like kids, you know, where it was like that close kind of like communal thing. And I, and I think that, that, that like in this life, it's been nice to kind of recreate that, like with friends, not that I don't have it with like family, but it's just like that same feeling with like my really close, like women friends. Yeah. And that reminder that we don't have to be like siblings to be close. 
yeah, like family yeah. and community comes in every shape and form. Yeah. That's like the only way I would intentionally have a baby is if I lived in some <laughs> sort of community like this. <laughs> I don't you identify could just come a to my house. A divorced lesbian. Like just I need join the circus of my house. Mila will help raise your child. It'll be fine. You can come do communal living in our house, Gina. You're more than welcome. <laughs> I'll think about it. You're like, thanks, but that furry icon, don't need a raise in my kids, but thank you. <laughs> I would. Uh, okay, so the past life scenes think about kind of that transition from the past life to the life between lives. And I know you both had pretty different, you know, like entering into the life between lives was, there were some similarities, but different a little bit. But if you could speak to um, any sensations, whether it was different from something you were used to, like in your past life regressions or different than you thought it would be, what kind of sticks out about that transition, that space between that past life and the life between lives? I had a funny sort of <laughs> transition and I still like, oh, I love the symbolism. We were talking before we started recording about how there is just so much symbolism in everything that we see in these, in these past lives and in, you know, in, in hypnosis and meditation and if, you know, if we're paying attention, we can really draw from it. So it's funny, as I was moving away from this death scene into the life between lives, I want I felt like I was going to a planet, like another planet where we we're going to like pop open this other planet and like go in it, like go inside. It was hollow and we were going to go there. But the, the thing or whatever it was that was sort of supervising this was a bee. <laughs> in an astronaut suit. It was like a, you know, where I think this comes from now, like as I was listening back, my daughters watched this thing called superhero girls or the show called superhero girls. And there's like a little bee that like sort of looks like that, but like why I saw like a big bee in a cost, like in an astronaut costume, like sort of like mechanic bee helping me along That's in the amazing. moment. I was like, I know, isn't that so funny? Like, That's I was amazing. like, what is this? You this had a mechanical funny. bee and I had Mila. <laughs> Hey, like, what are the, spirit, hey. I mean, truly a spirit animal. This guy's right? like, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I love to look this stuff up after. And the bee is, I mean, it's a lot of things. Um, it's symbolism for community and it's symbolism for the sweetness of life, right? Like that nectar of life. And it started to weave into literally everything that I was seeing in this whole hypnosis session, right? Like be grateful for what you have now, find the sweetness in the challenge, like use your community. So the bee was just there, I think just to like hold my hand. Once we got into the actual planet, you know, and we'll, I think we'll talk about that in a sec, but um, yeah. I had all these amazing guides and everything there, but like the bee was just, I, I don't know. I, I know that like it's spirit animals are very much uh, a part of cultures and, and, you know, native cultures and things like that. And this, I mean, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. That's something I remind people a lot of like, even sometimes people will come into their first past life regression scene and it'll be like, I just see a color. I don't see anything else. Um, which I think kind of geeks people out a little bit, which is like, it's actually pretty normal. I mean, it's not super common. Most people I think have an easier time, but it's not a problem, but that's something I'll push people to be like, 
maybe blue had a message for you as wild and insane as that sounds, but Hey, you're doing past life regression. So, you know, not too far off your current path. So look it up. But I, I think it can just be serve as little reminders, right? Now, every time you see a B, you'll probably think of that and be reminded of that. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's so cool. So talk about you had said like the, what's interesting, Ashley, is I didn't know you were like headed to a planet. Like it was just all of a sudden this bee was there. This is what I was getting from you. And then you said the bee opened the light for you. Does that, or yeah, I like, I feel like what happened? I feel like it like popped the top off of this planet and like we went inside of it. Ah. I don't know. That's what I'm getting. I, I listened to... <laughs> I listen to a lot. Of, I mean, if it um, doesn't make sense, you're probably on the right track. No, I, um, I wish I could like see. I could like have seen what you saw as you're describing yeah. this. Because it, it gets cooler. It oh, gets oh, cooler. Okay, okay. It's, I can't wait. It's pretty wild. Well, and I listened to April Elizabeth. I don't know if you guys, Elizabeth April, April Elizabeth. Anyways, she's like she. It's hard to explain, but she's really like into the alien. Like she is in the Galactic Federation. <laughs> She's a podcast. Anyways, I'm okay, you guys are all wait about a that. Minute. I have all learned, about I have learned so much from the two of you in our last wait. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna derail this. But I just want you guys to know I currently have about like six open tabs now on this computer. I have like the mother womb. I have like B symbolism. And now what was that? The Galactic Federation. Federation. Yeah, yeah. Deep dive, Kelly. Okay. One Good more times. one more tab opening up. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my I'd like to just call out this moment that. Ashley, your face was so cute when you said Galactic Federation or whatever. What? And it's like, usually I'm the one saying stuff like that. Like, please don't put me in a mental do you know? Oh, you look God. so like, like bashful. You're like, um, the Galactic Federation. <laughs> I feel like I've been, yeah. Anyway, I'm, this stuff is just so fun to like learn about. And so I think it's on my mind a lot, right? Like what, like what are, what are our relationships yeah. with aliens, like planets and all the things. <laughs> um, and so this planet didn't feel that like far off. I like, I know you guys are like, this is, it gets weirder. And I'm in the moment I was like, well, no, it's like, this is just like, what else? We just went inside the planet. Of course we did. Um, and so, yeah, we like, like popped off the top. And then when we went inside, we, it was like, almost like, um, I'm trying to think of like how to explain it. Like there were, it was circular. And in the middle was this like area to sit like a table. And all of my guides were sort of like sitting on these benches all the way around like risers, right? Like there's like, like a stadium. That's what it felt like a stadium, felt like a big stadium with my, all of my guides and like ancestors and all these people were there, all these, these spirits and guides were there. Um, but I went and sat down at the table with Tony. Tony's my main guide. Um, and there was some, there's like some other presents there. I think there were three in total, but yeah, we like, I, I, it felt very like everybody was watching us, like as if we were going to play a sport and they were like cheering us on all of these guides around us. And it felt super fun and like kind of party city. The more and more that I've done work with my guides, the like the funnier they get, the more lighthearted they get. Yeah. They're always like, Ashley, you're so fucking serious. Like calm it down. Just have a good time. They probably don't drop F-bombs, but like in that, like they're just so chill and I love it. So that we sat down and then from there, you know, 
we just deep dove. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we'll get into that in a second. I, what I think is so cool because I've done, uh, I don't even know how many sessions we've done together, Ashley, but as someone, I think you're amazing. I care about you. And it's been such a treat to watch that progression. Like the first time you saw Tony and then to now just like, yeah, exactly. There, I feel like that's pretty common of, of, um, just this really beautiful transition to a friendship, which yes, a friendship. The more time you spend with someone, of mm -hmm. course, the more you're gonna see their silly side, their lighthearted side, and and it's just it's something I believe, and it's something that's so wild and out there that it's cool when I get to actually witness it, like in people that that um, over the course of like a series of sessions, so. Yeah, and you had said something about how like the room was filled with or lined with like glowing crystals. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, whoa, I bet that's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was, it was sort of like um, the colors were, it, I, I don't even know, I couldn't really identify the colors. You know what I mean? Like they didn't seem of this world. The, the crystal and the color and the lights were things that I just, couldn't de describe to you with words. Oh God. I love that. I love it when people are like, I saw colors that I couldn't explain. And I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> All right, Kelly, what was your transition like between past life to life between lives? Okay. Before I answer your question, Gita, let me ask you a question here. So, yeah. okay. So is it, you've done quite a few of these and I did, I specifically did not listen to your podcast episode about life between lives. Cause I didn't want to, like, I wanted to come in Ooh. like fresh for when we were talking, Yeah. but so maybe you answered this. So is, does everyone kind of have like a completely different experience and turn, like, I guess in my mind, and this might just be like my linear, like earth brain, perhaps a galactic federation could explain more to me, but <laughs> I just like, is there not like everyone has a different experience. There's not, there's not like a like common theme in terms of like, often people will see something specific. Is it like, cause, cause mine was very different from, you know, from Ashley's experience. And like, I'm just, I'm curious, like what your insight is. You see a lot more of these, obviously I only know mine. Like yeah. Are there commonalities? Does it seem like there's a place that you go or is it like you just are shown what you need to be shown? Like, so it's, you know, varies by each person, mm -hmm. but it's all kind of, um, everyone that I've done, we go through a past life mm -hmm. and then into the life between lives. And then they get questions answered by some okay. enlightened being in the life between lives but where now, the questions are being answered and all that it could be a totally different place yeah and like the Got transition it. to get there like some people mm -hmm. um like float in the black for a really long time and then they see a dot of light some people are like whisked away by a spirit guide or a bee or whatever um so every that's like those details are always different but everybody kind of goes through the same thing. And then in that space in the life between lives, which by the way, I'm glad you asked this question because you're not the only one in that boat. Right. So thank you. Um, but everybody that I work with in the life between lives actually has, I go through kind of like three sections of questions. It's like past and future, soul history, soul group, spirit team stuff. 
And then there's like the 3D earth stuff. Like why did I pick my parents? And why did my kids pick me? Why did I pick this body? Or why did I, why do, what are my gifts? All of this stuff. So I, that's how I kind of broke it up just so I didn't like the organization that was given to me in the yeah. certification process, mm -hmm. but everybody will get something insights, wisdom answers to their questions, but where it comes in is different. Some people like walk around and go see different rooms or different places. Some people just like sit down on a park bench and have a conversation with their spirit guide. It really depends. But honestly, it seems like the more amount of questions, like the more questions someone has, uh, the less they walk around and see things. Cause it's almost like mm. their spirit guide or this enlightened being is like, all right, no, we, I can give you these answers right here. Let's go. Let's get these answers, which is really good. But then the people who come in who have just like, they just want to know about their parents or they just want to know about their kids or their body. Like they might actually go to a space where, they can understand those choices or under understand like this was the contract, but everybody has free will and this person didn't do their thing. So you're off the hook. I mean, that's not their words that they use, but like, <laughs> so it really does vary, okay. but I'm glad you asked that question because uh, you're not going to be the only one. And yeah, everybody's is a little bit different. Okay. And I appreciate you because I just find this stuff so fascinating and it's Same. like, and also like when you're in it, like it just, it's, I, I always find so much insight. Like when you're in it, it, it feels so real. I'm not saying that's not real, but like you're in it and you're living it and you're experiencing it. So you're, you're like, oh yeah. Like the, the bee in the, you know, in the astronaut suit, or you're like, oh, Mila's here <laughs> waiting for me. Like, it's not that these things aren't true, but like, then when you take a step back later and you're either like looking at the notes or listening to the recording, and then it's kind of like your logical brain is then like, huh, like that's interesting. And you kind of start like thinking it just, it, it feels so like you're just living it in the moment during yeah. the session that you don't really like, you know, question or think about those things. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, so I was just curious. So I, I appreciate that. Um, but okay. So back to your question. Um, okay. So I, if I'm remembering correctly, but you'll have to maybe remind me a little bit, um, because when I, and I, I talked about this at the top of the episode, but so I was, I, you know, I died quickly in that past life. And then I was just floating up and kind of like just went out into, um, I guess like space, just kind of like, it felt very much like, like the space in between the planets, just kind of that like dark, like starry, like, you know, space. Yes. Um, and then I saw Mila and I was so moved by that realization. I was like weeping. Oh, it was and big. Oh my gosh. I was just I was like, crying. I, well, and I love, I love looking back at your, at your notes because it'll be like, and well, I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but like my spirit guides are usually pretty like sassy with Gina or like, <laughs> you'll be like, you'll be like Kelly and notes like Mila's one of a kind. Kelly is crying. I'm crying too. And then later it'll be like, <laughs> it'll be like guides are grilling me. Like I'm laughing so hard at this and just like, just like fun stuff like that. But so I saw her and I, I, I did not have the experience of like wandering around very much. It was literally like I was floating, then I was in this space and it was like M Mila is, you know, her soul. And basically I, what I learned in this space is like, cause she and I are connected, but like, she is like a guide and is very like evolved. She's not quite like a spirit guide, but like, so every single time that I leave, she is basically going to like wait for me. And then, and then I'll get to that space and I'll see her and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like, ah, 
Mila, I've missed you. And like, she shows up in my life at some point on earth, but then she just waits for me. And then she's like, all right, here we go. And I'm just like excited to see her. And that's like her, she just, she waits for me. And then we go to that space together. She's just like, okay. And, and the thing that was so interesting was that the very first session that we had together, I had that exact same experience of like, I died, I fell in the water. And then there were like these, these whales. And then I was floating. And then one of them was like, all right, this is where you go that way. And then, and now I know that that's like Mila. She just shows up in different yeah. forms. And it was just like, so, and I was like, I, I don't have to miss her when she leaves earth this time. Cause like, I'll see her at the end of this life and like every life I'm going to see her again. And then, and so it's like instantaneous because she's waiting for me. I think if she wouldn't have been waiting for me, I would have been like, Okay. I just like floating in space for a while. <laughs> and then I think we just kind of went into like the darkness, like a black hole kind of a thing. And then, I, and then I, I was in like a garden. It was almost like a garden or kind of like a cafe sort of where then yeah. I just kind of just like sat down. Like I was meeting a friend kind of like for coffee. Yeah. And when you sat down, there wasn't anyone there, right? You just no. sat down and you knew you were waiting. I just knew it was, it was literally like, like when Ashley and I meet for this drink in real life and we meet for, you know, face-to-face, -face, but it's like, it was almost like we had like these reservations at like this cafe kind of. And like Mila was like, all right, go that way. Here we go. And then we went together. And then it just was like, I was just there. And then I just sat down and, and it was just like, you're just waiting for your friend that you're meeting for coffee. And you're like, oh, they'll, you know, they'll be here. And then you were just, just waiting and you knew that they'd be there and you're just hanging out and enjoying you know this kind of like it was kind of like a little cafe like in a garden thing just kind of like yeah you know just nice and like laid back and like you know yeah that was it and then I and then I just was waiting just like I was just waiting for a friend to come and and meet me for coffee and that is where we're gonna leave this conversation so when we come back in one week, that's episode number 68, there's one episode being released on Tuesday in between part one and part two of this client interview of the Life Between Lives sessions. So we're going to stop right here and then in one week we'll dive back in with all the questions that they had for the Life Between Lives, who showed up, who they were with, what they saw, what they experienced, and just what life has been like a little bit since. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for spreading the word. I really, really do appreciate it. And if you want any more, any more information, if you want to schedule a session, if you want to learn more about the work that I do, you can head over to pastlivesandthedivine.com. Until then, take anything from this episode that helps you and just leave the rest. 